stationary. Y'all know I love to take notes. I love to write. I love to write on paper. I love to write notebooks. Matt, what'd you get me for Christmas this year? I got you notebooks and pens and organizers. Correct. I love it. Uh, And I find that it genuinely helps me remember things better as opposed to typing them or like putting them on a, like a text file or whatever. Actually writing something down physically helps me a lot. It helps me organize my thoughts. It helps me get my work done. And ever since I got my new uh, iPad and I got the Apple Pencil with it, I have been doing that on there, and that's great. The only problem I've had with it, it doesn't quite feel like writing on paper, which is a feeling I like. We have the solution to that problem. That's right. Paper-like. As I mentioned at the top of the show, it's a screen protector for your iPad. It uses a proprietary technology called nanodots. With those nanodots, you feel the natural resistance of paper on your iPad screen. It is a paper-like feeling on your iPad. So if you're drawing, if you're taking notes, if you're using your iPad like you would a notebook, here's the way for it to really feel natural. And Chris, I know you love that. You you have an iPad, you've got a paper-like and I'm sure it's, it feels just right for you. It does. It feels great to use. Also, Matt, you know I'm very particular about paper. I have yes. specific brands of notebooks that I will and will not use. And paper, like, feels good on the iPad. Uh, they also make accessories for the pencil to make the pencil a little more comfortable to hold. They make uh, accessories to help you clean the iPad as well. They've got it all. The ability to handwrite notes in a digital form is great to begin with, but getting that extra tactile feeling that makes me happy while I do it, <laughs> that gives me that little dopamine, that little serotonin burst that I like to have, is fantastic. The latest version of the Paperlike is manufactured in Switzerland using high-quality plastic foils designed for maximum picture clarity. You're not going to lose any of the definition of your iPad screen if you put a paper-like on there. And these foils are developed exclusively for paper-like products. It also always comes in a set of two, so you have a spare. Look, we know a lot of artists listen to this show. If you're an artist and you're looking for a way to make drawing on your iPad feel a little bit better, this is how you do it. So, to pick up your paper-like, head over to paperlike.com slash Ajax, click Buy Paper-like, and select your iPad size. From now, right now, until the end of January, Paperlike is also including their digital pro planner bundle at no extra cost for every order placed through the Paperlike store. Plus, shipping is completely free. So if you're ready to do more with your iPad, head over to paperlike.com Ajax to get started. Hello, everybody. This is Comics Catch-Up, the show where Chris Sims, who is here, and I, Matt Wilson, we read and rank the comics that we did not get to when they first came out. Sometimes they're from a long time ago. Sometimes they're very recent. Such is the case this month. When we're going to be reading the first volume of the Al Ewing run... On Guardians of the Galaxy. It's pretty good stuff. It's pretty good stuff. I'm I'm pretty excited about it. And and this was recent. Uh, this this book debuted in 2020. Yes, the first issue came out in January of 2020. That's a that's a real shame. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I would assume three or four issues came out on a monthly basis, and then. <laughs> Then it stopped for a while. Yep. 
Remember, uh, when, remember I, when comics just stopped for a while? Hey, everybody. Remember when comics just stopped for a while? It's a, a wild year, Matt. It's a wild for year. Real. Uh, this book has gone a total of 18 issues. I believe it has completed its run with number 18. But we're not going to go that far. We had first said that we were going to go to number 12 of this run. But as we got going on reading it, I looked up the trade paperback volumes. And the first trade paperback is issues 1 through 5. Then I read issues 1 through 5, and not only was that a fairly complete story, it was in fact two complete stories, I thought. It's, I I suspect, I read a little bit ahead. Uh, I read 1 through 6. And I do suspect there might be a unifying, overarching story for this. I, I, I think there is. But I think these stories are distinct. And we're going to rank them as distinct. Um, I mean, we could rank the whole run on the caveat of uniform quality that we do sometimes. The Starman rule. That's right, the Starman rule. But there are definitely distinct stories here. Issue 6 starts a whole new thing about Nova specifically and the Nova Corps. Uh, Number 7, from what I can tell, is a Marvel Boy solo issue. 8 is an Empire tie-in. 9 starts a whole uh, storyline that is four issues long where there is literally a banner at the top of the issues giving the a countdown from four to one indicating that that is an arc in itself. So I feel pretty solidly confident that we can do one through five on this episode and be okay. I would like to read more of this book because it is quite enjoyable. Oh yeah. Very enjoyable. Very enjoyable. I would say, uh, which, which complete surprise for me. I I went in thinking that it was going to be bad. <laughs> no, we would never say that about, a, about an Al Ewing comic. I'm not a Guardians comics person. I just never got into them. Uh, you really ought to read that Secret Empire tie-in, man. I've heard that's the best one. I have read that book. That's a good one. That 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 is one I've read, but like throughout my prime teen comics reading years i was not a, bi- a big guardians reader well the like these guardians only really started existing in like 2005 with annihilation yeah yeah with annihilation and i like that was a pretty solid book uh, i was never really into the 31st century uh, guardians of the galaxy uh, in the 90s although i I kind of want to go back and get into those because they seem really bizarre. Yeah, I think they are weird. I I've never read those comics, so I can't te- can't tell you one way or the other about how good they are or not good. Mm-hmm. But the Guardians, for me, even like Annihilation. Which I did eventually later read, but when it was coming out, Annihilation was not what I was into either. Like, between Cosmic Marvel and Street-level Marvel, I I was always with my heroes in New York City. (laughs) You didn't have time for the Shi'ar Empire. I, I was not reading... I mean, I did read some Captain Marvel eventually, but like, you know, I was not reading Quasar. I, I wasn't big on Nova. That was just a, a a corner of the Marvel universe that that did not draw me in as much. 
Yeah, I, I can see why. Like, for a long time, I, I thought that I really liked all the cosmic DC stuff more than I liked the cosmic Marvel stuff. But it turned out that I just liked the fourth world. Yeah. Yeah. There's not as much variety of cosmic DC stuff as there is of cosmic Marvel stuff. Well, it all it all kind of eventually is just Green Lantern. Yeah, more or less. I really liked uh, Stars My Destination, Cosmic Odyssey, and uh, uh, the Fourth World, and that's it. I'm afraid. Yeah, uh, but I've kind of like really grown to appreciate like weird Marvel sci-fi stuff. I have too. I've come to really appreciate like the cosmic Marvel characters that are entity like that represent a concept. Mm-hmm. Entities that represent a concept like Eternity. Like the Living Tribunal. That kind of stuff. I I can get behind. I do like how those dudes just get more and more conceptual, but they're conceptualness is directly proportionate to how big they are. <laughs> yeah. And how much of their body is star fields. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you who I'm really into though. And that's Galactus's mom. <laughs> in defenders currently in defenders. Yeah. An- another, uh, Al Ewing, uh, co-creation. Yeah. This guardians book doesn't quite go as deep as that as the current Defenders run does. But it is uh, quite enjoyable. So here's here's what I really like about this book, Chris. And just to, just to say, Al Ewing is writing the book. Most of the art in these first five issues is by uh, Juan Cabal, who I think uh, does a very nice job. It's the art I expect from Cosmic Marvel Comics, which feels like perhaps a backhanded compliment. I do think Cabal does a great job, and there's some really interesting panel layouts. Like in the first issue, there's a an excellent panel layout that's kind of like... I, it's not exactly a spiral shape, but it's in like panels that are around a circle that uh, I think is very cool. Yeah, when they're going through the uh, the uh, the Galactus power plant. Yes, so the art is very good for the most part. Here's what I really really like about this book, Chris. Every story, at least so far, is a cosmic heist. Yes, it's it's just heists, and that is what I'm into. Yeah, they're heists. And they're also high concept sci-fi stuff. Like the like someone builds a big Galactus head that is a power plant, but it sucks up life energy, and you can tell that because it looks like a big Galactus head. Right. So take that, take that hat, right? Now let's put another hat on it. Where the heist at the big Galactus power plant, Galactus head power plant, is uh, involves uh, the returning Olympus gods, mm-hmm. the gods of Olympus, who have come back to just uh, fuck up everybody's shit. Yeah, and uh, you know how there's a Hercules? Well, now there's two Herculeses. Yeah, there's Herculi. Herculi, yeah. Don't, don't don't let Benito hear that. He yeah. will he will get mad. <laughs> Hercule Hercule L A Herculoids, I think is what it is. <laughs> uh, so the first time we see the the new Zeus, new no, new Zeus. Let's just stick with new Zeus. Tus. Ooh, I like Tus. Uh, as soon as we see. New Zeus, they have caused massive chaos uh, at like a uto- in a utopian Cree city where there's a, there's a Cree civil war going on. This is one half of 
Cree society. And uh, Zeus just just wrecks their shit. Yeah, and I really this is this is one of those neat Marvel comics ideas because it takes this idea that we're familiar with from from Thor, really, and the, the idea that uh, the death and rebirth of the gods are is a cyclical thing, and it applies it to the Greek gods and goes, okay, but what if it went horribly wrong? <laughs> like, yeah. what if they came back and they were very different kinds of gods? Right. Like, destroyer gods. Yeah. Uh, g- gods for an age of war. That's right. So, once this happens, Nova shows up to the Guardians of the Galaxy's family Thanksgiving. <laughs> That they're having. That was fun. I thought. <laughs> and says, hey, uh, the old gods have returned and uh, they're gonna they're gonna fuck everything up. And we have to stop them. They're they're trying to build a new Olympus. They're trying to get fuel for it. And I'm trying to put together a team to deal with it. Guardians, can you help me? Gamora is like, no. Yeah, Gamora's like, yeah, we look, we've had a long couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Understandably. Yeah. And Nova's like, you know what? Fair. <laughs> you guys sure. have had a lot of comics in the past little bit. Uh so maybe maybe I'll go see what uh, Quasar is doing these days. Yeah, he's he's like I'll go assemble a different team. Yeah, I'll go get uh, Whitey from Power Pack. But Peter Quill, Star Lord, and Rocket are like, we gotta go. We 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 can't just let this happen. We gotta go do something about it. So they go to meet Nova. And Nova has uh, assembled his 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 own team already, uh, which includes Novar, a- aka Marvel Boy, Moon Dragon is there, and uh, Philavel is is part of the team as well. So that's the team: Nova, Philavel, Marvel Boy, Moon Dragon, Star Lord, and Rocket. Yeah, and I really like the way this is set up because it's like they're going to do a big like hero audition scene, like a Brian Bendis style, like big, I'm this guy and I do this and I'm this guy and I do this like one of those. Um, but it's just Marvel boy introducing himself. And uh-huh. then Peter Quill's like, is this literally the only guy you got? And Nova and Dragon and Phyla are kind of like, yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I do really appreciate that this is just full on Grant Morrison Marvel Boy. Yeah, it's 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 kind of like Young Avengers Marvel Boy didn't happen. Kinda, because this is this is weirdo again. Fuck shit up, Marvel Boy. Yeah, this is this is the Marvel Boy who's half cockroach. And can Who has uh, hallucinogenic saliva. Yeah, and can alter reality. Uh, to in his immediate area to give himself an advantage in fights. This is the mar- This is maybe not the Marvel boy who listened to the Ronettes. Uh, this is definitely the Marvel boy who fought Hexus the Living Corporation. This is definitely Marvel boy who wrote "fuck you" and fire along the streets of New York. Yeah, yeah. This is that Marvel boy. Is that Novar? It's, it's it's that Novar. But you know what? We all we all. We, we all have different personae. So the team goes to pull off this god heist to try to stop the old gods from getting the power they need. Yeah, they're going to set off a uh, black hole bomb in the new Olympus That's and right. then send it to another dimension. And their, their plan is twofold half of them are going to go distract the old gods and and get into a fight with them out in space while the rest 
go onto the new Olympus and try to set off the bomb. Uh, it goes bad. It goes bad real quick. Moondragon is trying to mask everybody with her powers, but they are pretty quickly spotted by, I think, specifically Artemis. Yeah, and it's like, again, it's really, really clever because Moondragon is making it so that none of the Greek gods can see or hear them, but Artemis gets the presence of something being hunted. And uh, Hermes gets the is the god of uh, borders and boundaries, and is like, yeah, I can't see or hear anything, but I can tell a boundary has been crossed. Yeah, and that's like a really that's pretty cool. It's pretty good. Uh, it's so so their cover is blown like immediately. They do manage to find Marvel Universe ass Hercules in the new Olympus. And so they free him and, uh, get some help. Uh, Peter Quill, who has the black hole bomb is still trying to make this thing work where he's going to go, uh, set off the black hole bomb. Uh, he also finds out about, uh, Hephaestus's automatons, which are just like, People, yeah. It it turns out to be like all the people on these planets that uh, the Greek gods have been laying waste to have been uh, put in their robot forms. They they are zombie robots now. A lot of stuff happens through here. Nova gets injured, and Philavel, with all her heroic tendencies, has to be like, yeah, okay. I got to take Nova to get him well. And uh, long story short, Quill does end up managing to set off the bomb, but only at the sacrifice of himself. So he gets sucked into the black hole with everything else. Well, he does. He doesn't. He doesn't. He sets off the bomb and it certainly appears that he dies. But what he does is he, has to be there to make sure that Olympus go because Olympus is traveling through dimensions. It's like cycling through dimensions. And right. so he has to be there to make sure that it leaves this dimension before the black hole bomb goes off. So it is assumed for sure that uh, Peter Quill is dead, but there's, there's not even not a body. There's not a city where the body was. Yeah, it, he's in another dimension, almost assuredly. Yeah. But it's played at the end with crying rocket. Oh yeah, it's totally like everybody thinks he's dead. Yeah, and also I should have mentioned that um, after he finds out about the automatons that are people <laughs> who were sewed into robot bodies, mm-hmm. he just stabs Hephaestus right through the like Adam's apple with an arrow. That is like. That's again, there's so many good like little pieces like that remind me of of things. And this really reminds me of Miss from Preacher. Uh-huh. Because uh he like Hephaestus is like, Yeah, uh I'm gonna torture you. And Peter Quill's like, Okay, look, just get your robot dudes here to back off and I'll tell you what you want to know. And Hephaestus tells the automatons uh to stand down until he gives them another order. And so Peter Quill stabs him in the throat so that he can't give an order. And that's fucking dope. It's very smart. Uh, It also makes the rest of the gods just furious. Yeah. That he has spilled immortal blood. Uh, I forget what information he wants from Quill. I think it's the location of the Galactus head, right? No, he wants to know... I don't think the Galactus head is related. He wants to know how the black hole bomb works. That's right. He wants to know how the black hole bomb works, which is a convenient way of explaining why he wouldn't just kill Star-Lord's immediately sight unseen. Yeah. (laughs) He's intrigued by the black hole bomb, so he's he's asking how it works, yeah. Uh, And... I think that those two issues are a story because it deals with the 
new Greek pantheon in total. Yeah, it certainly it it certainly is a complete chapter. If yeah. not a like at the very least. Uh, I think we can call that a story for sure. I I think so because issue 3 starts a new thing. Uh issue 3 is the only one by the way that is drawn by d- different artists. Uh Juan Cabal does some of the art in issue 3, but it's also uh penciled by uh Nina Vacueva, Chris Sprouse, and uh Belen Ortega. All on art on this one. And essentially this begins a two competing guardians groups set against each other. Yeah, because when uh, they return from Olympus, uh, Gamora kicks the shit out of Rocket. Yeah, yeah, and especially once once she finds out what happened to Peter, she just goes off on Rocket. Yeah, and and kicks Rocket out of the Guardians. Uh, that scene is very interesting, also because yeah, we get it from Groot's point of view. So when Groot talks. It's not just I am Groot. Not anymore. Uh, not anymore. Regained the ability to speak. Yeah. But all he hears anyone say is, I am their name. Yeah. So when so Drax just says, I am Drax. Gamora just says, I am Gamora. Hercules just says, I am Hercules. Rocket just says, I am Rocket. So that whole scene where Rocket breaks the news to Gamora about Quill seemingly being dead. All the all anyone is saying is I am in their name. Yeah, it was, which is really cool and like a really good, like that is a testament to how good the art is in this book because that's all like art acting and lettering, like the the way that like the the shaky uh, grieving voice is uh, is lettered in those uh, yeah. pages. The lettering does a lot of work too. The you know what it reminds me of? What's that? Pizza dog. Yeah, yeah. For sure, it 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 feels almost like a direct callback, direct reference to Pizza Dog, where it's another instance where like devastating news is delivered, and we don't actually see the word or you know read the words that are being said. We get representations of it. Uh, pretty clever, and I think definitely an homage to Pizza Dog. Yeah, if not an homage in the vein of for for sure. Yeah. But yeah, like yeah. a really like really cleverly done too. This story uh kicks off the the big thing in these three issues. Again, there's two Guardians teams. There's Gamora's Guardians team and there's Rocket's Guardians team. And they are set against each other here. An important note about the two Guardians teams is that they each have a moon dragon. Because one is the Moon Dragon from the Six One Six, who is kind of unsure of herself and has a good amount of self doubt, and then the other one is the Moon Dragon from the Perfect Superhero Dimension. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know that much about it either. It's fascinating, though. Yeah, that seems to be from a uh, from a uh, series I missed. Uh, where there's uh, a moon dragon and a Phylovel that are from uh, the, the perfect zero superheroes from the perfect superhero world. Yeah. Although Phylovel, so the Phylovel who's in this is from the perfect superhero dimension, but she's married to the moon dragon from the 616. No, no not, not until, well, not until uh, the, the end there. Well, yeah. Spoiler. By the end, there's just one moon dragon. Yeah. They, they merge into a single moon dragon. Sort of like when uh, New 52 Superman and... Oh my god. Post-Crisis Superman yeah. merged yeah. into a single Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this is better than that. I would say. Yeah. Uh, so, Gamora... It's pretty weird that happened. It is... 
quite weird and, that that happened. And it's pretty weird that, like, Lois died. New 52 Lois. New 52 Lois died, and so yeah. Lois was like John Byrne, Dan Jurgens Lois, and nobody seemed to notice that when Lois went to work, she was ten years older. Also, Superman and New 52 Superman merged into a new guy who was a combination of the two of them, but Lois was still just post-crisis Lois. Yeah, Lois was just post-crisis Lois. I assume she still is. I mean, I don't know, Matt. Yeah, but New 52 Lois was like Superwoman for two issues, and then she died. Yeah. Weird stuff. Buddy, is it ever? Uh, Drax is having dreams about playing the sax, by the way. Yeah, I always forget, like, post-movie Guardians, I always forget that, like, Drax was a guy. He was a guy. Like a human yeah. guy, who was apparently, like, a uh, a cool jazz man. Yeah, it's it's weird to think about, because movie Drax is just an alien, right? Yeah, movie Drax is just Big Dave Batista. Yeah, he's just Big Dave. Comics Drax was a guy <laughs> who loved playing the saxophone. Yeah. He was he was like a William T. Riker. He was a real jazz man. He was Art Douglas. Uh yes, exactly like William T. Riker. Uh except Riker didn't play the sax. I mean, plays jazz, is in space. Riker was a boner. <laughs> Very I mean, yes, correct. He he played the bone. Am I wrong? Matt, I would never dream of telling you you were wrong in this instance. According to Memory Alpha, Riker was a proficient trombonist. That's true. That's the most backhanded compliment I've ever heard. (laughs) But proficient trombonist. He could apply his bonus. Yeah. Anyway. You know what? They're, They're not all good, and I know that. I don't need you out here giving me that look that I know you're giving me. I wasn't giving you a look. I was I I was parsing the joke. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, Gamora puts together her team of guardians because they're being hired by uh Mr. Nobark. He's like a like a space badger. Yeah. You know how Rocket is a space raccoon? Nobark's like a space badger. He's a space badger. He's a bad dude. He's a landlord. Yes, he's he's a landlord. <laughs> She's putting together her own team of guardians, and would you know it, uh they're gonna they're gonna set against each other. Yeah, he hires uh the guardians to kill Rocket. Yep. Which is pretty funny. That's that's his gambit. And his gambit? Well, no. Gambit's not here. Hold on, Shia. I will tell you who is here. Did Gambit make it out to space? <laughs> to La Grande Noire? If only. Let's uh, here's, here's Gamora's team of, of guardians. You've got Drax. You've got Groot. Who is shown... Reading the death of Captain Marvel, which is funny. You've got Moon Dragon. I believe this is six one six Moon Dragon. Uh, yes, six one six Moon Dragon. No, six one six Moon Dragon. Yes, six one six Moon Dragon is on Gamora's team. Perfect superhero Moon Dragon is on Nova's team. Okay, because she is with Philobel. Right. Yeah. Blackjack O'Hare is here. Which, what a pull. <laughs> yeah. Is is that... Okay. So that's not Bucky O'Hare. That's Blackjack O'Hare. Yeah, because Bucky O'Hare is not owned by Marvel. No, Bucky O'Hare was a video game? Bucky O'Hare was created by Larry Hama. I remember Bucky O'Hare. I guess there was a cartoon, right? There Bucky was a. It, it was a bit. It was a whole thing. It, there were action figures, uh, cartoons. I believe there were comics, but I don't think there were ever Marvel comics. There was a video game. There was a video game. 
published by Konami. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Continuity Comics published Bucky O'Hare. Yeah, N- Neil Adams is Continuity Comics, the most yeah. inappropriately named <laughs> comics company of all time. Uh, no, this is Blackjack O'Hare, who has existed uh, since 1982 and uh, was a creation of uh, Bill Mantlo. Amazing. Bill Mantlo loved creating space animals. So yeah, so so Blackjack O'Hare is from Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh he's the leader of the Black Bunny Brigade. He also sure is. Also, can't forget Prince of Power. Yeah. Prince of Power who doesn't seem to have any other name. No, he's just P- Prince of Power. He's Prince of Power is introduced in this uh much like Marvel Boy is introduced <laughs> in the first issue, where he gets a big introduction sequence, and it's all about his uh, various muscles, and it's it's funny. It's very good. Uh, Al Ewing is doing some some good comedy with Prince of Power. Rocket is with his team working on a plan. I th- is this this is where the Galactus head comes into play? Yes, because the Gamora Guardians have been hired to kill Rocket. Rocket and Nova's Guardians are going to destroy the giant Galactus head because it is. I mean, and this is a real hard sci-fi concept. Uh-huh. Uh, that it's like an energy source that's like powering things, but it is also like literally killing the planet. Yeah, there, I've never heard of any such thing. Yeah, but nobody wants to to do anything about it because they're making money from it. So the people in charge just like keep letting that happen. Even- here's the here's the page that explains it. It's being explained to Marvel Boy, uh, I believe, by Rocket. Oh, no, it's Nova who's talking. Okay. So here's what Nova says. Nobark selling this thing is a new clean energy source that draws geothermal power from the planet's core. But it's stealing raw life energy, a little at a time, then converting it into power. Power that Nobark can sell to neighboring systems. This desert used to be fertile soil. Once Nobark's done, the whole planet will be like this, except for the land he owns. So... Where do you come up with this stuff? What a wild space allegory for something that's not like real life. Yeah. Yeah. Not subtle. Nope. Once Marvel Boy infiltrates the Galactus head, he runs into Drax and Prince of Power, who attack him. Then he attacks back with his exploding fingernails. Uh Uh-huh. Meanwhile, the old uh, Mr. O'Hare, Blackjack O'Hare, has a sniper rifle trained on Rocket, but he keeps being told not to shoot him yet. Because Mr. Nobark is still savoring the moment. (laughs) Yeah. Classic, classic blunder. Classic villain blunder. However, it turns out that even if he, he had, it would not have mattered. Marvel Boy also spits in Drax's eyes and makes him go on a wild uh, hallucination trip. Where he's where jazz he man. About saxophones. Yeah. Uh, uh, Hercules. It's a real, it's like, the, the comics obviously don't have soundtracks like the movies do. Mm-hmm. But uh, I feel like I might owe Jerry Rafferty some royalties for the uh, the, the Baker Street lick that played in my head when that happened it's very baker streety yeah gotta say so so both teams are clashing hard on on uh this planet that has the big galactus head gamora and hercules run into each other and hercules tries to like talk her out of killing rocket because he doesn't want them to fight. Hercules wants wants them to be friends. Uh, but Gamora is not exactly hearing it. Then the issue ends with 
each moon dragon finding each other and having a showdown. So, issue five has moon dragon versus moon dragon on the cover. And uh, we kick things off with a flashback to uh, moon dragon and Philovel 616 moon dragon and Philovel. Uh, having relationship troubles, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by the way, it turns out that this moon dragon isn't a dragon from the moon. Like, moon dragon is. Yeah. Yeah, they're different. Just worth, worth noting, only one of them has a moon dragon. Uh, we get some of the story of 616, Moon Dragon having a very hard time dealing with perfect superhero Moon Dragon existing, and uh, and then we see a little bit of their mental fight with each other. Uh, Rocket and Philovel are still hanging out on the planet surface, while uh, Black Jack O'Hare continues to train the uh, sniper rifle on him. Turns out, as you said, Black Jack O'Hare never had a chance. Because Groot had him clocked. Yeah, the the bush that he was hiding in, the foliage was that he was hiding in, that was Groot the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so Rocket had him on that one. More fighting between Hercules, Prince of Power. Uh, those are two well-matched characters. I like that stuff. Yeah. The, 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 the heist trick of that fight is extremely choice. So Novar has his teleportation gauntlets that he has. Right. Uh, and what he does is when he's fighting Prince of Power, he activates them. And then that makes him switch places with Hercules. So Hercules shows up and starts fighting. And Novar goes to where Hercules was, which is that he caused a ruckus and got arrested by uh, Mr. Nosbark. And, then uh, he goes in, like, escapes from the jail cell, obviously, and then right. uh, goes to Nosbark's office and puts the gauntlets on him and switches places with Hercules and the rest of the Guardians as the uh, the place is blowing up. Yes, and uh, the way that that is depicted, the way that Marvel Boy's teleportation gauntlets are depicted with, like, this big blocky text uh, is very fun. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a nice little visual thing. Um, basically, Rocket's team wins, kind of hands down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, because Gamora is about to shoot Hercules, and I kind of like. I'm not sure if this is what the, what Ewing is going for, but it definitely seems like Hercules is almost a pacifist. In this, and I know that that past Drax was a thing for a while. He fights. I mean, he does. Uh, he, he's kind of like using Prince of Power's own moves against him. It's like he's doing judo. Yeah, it, he he does like a judo move instead of like you know granting him the gift of battle. Uh, and when he is confronted with uh, Gamora, the deadliest woman in the universe. He just kind of talks her out of it. He's like, yeah, I don't think you actually do want to shoot me. Yeah. And she's like, damn it. No, I actually don't want to shoot you, Hercules. It is an interesting take on Hercules. Yeah. I I like it because Hercules is not dumb, but he's also not not dumb. He... The fight between him and Prince of Power is like almost a fight between him now and him 25 years ago, like his old self. Yeah. In the way that I I feel like this is kind of not a Novar who hung out with the young Avengers. This is definitely a Hercules who hung out with Amadeus Cho for sure. Yeah. He picked up some tricks. He picked up some tricks without a doubt. Uh, So in their mind battle, uh, perfect superhero moon dragon bests actual dragon moon dragon and much like what happens with Hercules 
perfect superhero moon dragon is like, we don't have to fight. Uh, what can I do, Heather? What can I do but share? Then uh, they kiss themselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the end, we have one single unified moon dragon. Fellas, is it gay to go into a mindscape with yourself from another dimension and make out until you become one person? <laughs> this is, these are good questions. Yeah. These are good questions. Uh, but yeah, like, so, so both Moon's Dragon are now unified in the same body, but they do they do still seem to be at least somewhat separate because they're using like we like Venom, you know Venom, right? So it's it's two consciousnesses in one person. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. Issue six does seem to start a whole new thing that focuses a lot on Nova. The, the, there is callbacks and references to the Galactus head blowing up. There is some fallout from that. Yeah, it's, it's Nova in therapy is what number six yeah. is. It's kind of like a, like yeah. a one-shot issue. Yeah, and, and seven is similarly a one-shot issue that sort of focuses on uh, Marvel Boy. So I think one through five, we can count as really two stories. There's the return of Olympus story in one and two. And then there's big Galactus head in three, four, five. Yeah. But I, I do, Matt, I do kind of want to hold off because I do think we could read the rest of it and rank it as one if it goes the way I suspect it will. Well, when we when we got this in a poll uh, this month, I was told that 1 through 12 was a story, mm-hmm. and then 13 through 18 was another story. Why don't we do this? We've gone 45 minutes just talking about 1 through 5. Right. Why don't we... For next month, for December, why don't we read 6 through 12 and see what we think about how we want to rank that set of issues? I think we should do it, Matt. It does seem that Peter Quill will return in here. So... That does seem to be a continuation of the story from the first two issues. So, all right. That's what we're going to do. Instead of ranking what I do think are some distinct stories in these first five issues, perhaps we'll end up ranking 1 through 12 just all as one big story. Yeah, I think I think this is going to turn out to be a unified story in the way that, like, Rom... 1 through 25 are kind of one story and like kind of how suicide squad 1 through 25 i mean perhaps it will present itself as 1 through 18 all being one unified yeah, story i think i think that's going to be the case but we'll find out well, then we'll, then we'll have a bunch of issues to read for part 2 of this do we just want to go to 12 or do we want to go all the way to 18 Let's, i say we rock and roll matt Go all the way to 18. I, yeah, I say we uh, uh, go big or go home. Okay. And I'm already at home, so. I'm home as well. Uh, well, then, if I had known we were going to do all 18, I would have had us read more issues this first time instead of five. Yeah, but like you said, we did talk about just these. Yeah, there's a lot to get through in these five issues, I yeah. think. There's a lot of setup. A lot um, of really interesting stuff. And if, if, if people, I mean, we can do like some quick uh, commentary. This does seem, Ewing is, is one of those guys who is definitely like Morrison influenced. He's, he's, we are, don't say. we are in that era uh, where people are extremely Morrison influenced and it's great. Uh, but I feel like there is such a direct line 
largely because of Marvel Boy, but also because of like stuff like superheroes having fights that don't necessarily end with punching each other out. Uh, or superheroes uh, doing higher Mindscape stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It definitely, like it. If you like Morrison at all, I think you're going to probably dig this. Yeah, I would agree. I This is not my favorite Ewing Marvel stuff. Well, no, it doesn't have Galactus's mom in it. It does, it's it's I don't like it as much as his current defenders. I don't like it as much as Immortal Hulk. By the way, are we gonna rank Immortal Hulk as just one story? Uh that's that's tough, but maybe. I think it might be. But I don't like it as much as that. I do like it as much as, say, his ultimates. Yeah, I think so it's I think, very of a piece with that. Yeah, I think that's probably where we're gonna end up looking on the list when we get there. But but we will finish it out when uh, it's time to do that. So next month, we will finish out this run on Guardians of the Galaxy. We will go all the way to 18. But that's going to wrap us up for this episode. It sure is. And it sure is. So uh, we'll be back next month with the rest of this. If you want to support this show and everything else we do, every story ever, movie fighters, a snack situation, regular weekly war rocket Ajax, you can do it at patreoncom slash war Ajax. Also our website is war Our email address is war at gmail.com. Our Tumblr is war Our Twitter is at war If you want to find me, Go to mattdwilson.net to find links to all my stuff, my books, my comics, and uh, my social medias are all there. Chris, where can people find you? Everybody can find me by going to the-isb.com. That is my old blog, and it's got links to all the stuff that I do, all the podcasts, all the uh, stuff that I write. Uh, if you're looking for my writing, you can find it uh, right now. The only new stuff is going up at the Ajax Patreon, uh, the Castlemania series of Metroidvania reviews, so do check that out. Uh, hey, if you like uh, us talking about stuff, I, I recently uh, did a video episode of the Apocryphals podcast that's on YouTube that you can find. So check that out as well. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be, like I said, back next month with the rest of this Guardian series. We'll see how we want to rank it then. Uh, until then, thanks for listening. Yeah, good catching up. Yeah.